This is exactly right. It's me, Roz. I am back today talking to Katrina Weidman. Fourth time she has been on this show. She, of course, hosts the TV show Portals to Hell alongside Jack Osborne, who's also been on this podcast. And you can find that show on Discovery+. Plus. I watched the first episode. It just came out last weekend. And it's good. They had... Michelle Bellinger, one of our favorites, the incredible psychic. I mean, I can't even begin to describe all the things that Michelle does incredibly. You just have to listen to when she's been on the show uh, or read her books. But, of course, they blindfold Michelle. She goes into the place, absolutely nails it. She knows everything that's going on. She's incredible. I love that show so much. So check out portals to hell and we'll talk a lot more about that in today's episode also this week so many people sent me vanessa hudgens can talk to ghosts which is very exciting of course she's on the list of dream guests i I just gotta i have to vocalize it so that maybe the universe will will hear me and bring vanessa hudgens into my life because i want to talk to vanessa hudgens about talking to ghosts also she talked about how she has been ghost hunting and she's she knows about the equipment she's done the stuff she's got the gifts who knew vanessa hudgens maybe one of our our new favorite psychics speaking of psychics okay i don't even want to give this much attention but i feel like it is important there's this trend I've been seeing on social media where psychics or tarot readers or astrologers, I mean, it's happening to all kinds of people, but specifically those people keep posting that people are doing fake accounts that look, it looks, they look just like their account, the real accounts, and then they message people that follow their real accounts, and they go, hey, I'd like to offer a psychic reading for you, and, you know, give me money, and I'll give you a psychic reading. Now, I do not know if there are real psychics that do outreach like that. I'm sure there are. I don't know. But, so somebody did it to me. For I, I thought I was kind of, like, exempt from that because I'm not a psychic. But somebody has did it to me. And sadly, it probably will happen again to me and to a lot of people. It's happening a lot. And it's like there's very little you can do about it because you can, like, try to report them. But, but you know, it, the, the damage is already done a lot of times. So um, I, I just, just, you know, I'm sure we all know this. But if you get a message from somebody, click on their profile, look at it. A couple of signs that you can look for are... Uh, when were all these photos uploaded? Oh, they were all uploaded an hour ago. Um, wait, this person only has 50 followers. I thought that they had way more than that. 
Um, or maybe like it's not verified. I thought they were verified. I don't know. Just I'm always I'm always concerned with people using psychic abilities as scams, uh, whether they have psychic abilities or people just like this that are just like preying off of um, people looking for psychic guidance or readings or any of that. Um, so keep your antennas up. If you, if you see something like that, if you get a message like that, click on the profile, look at it. If it is fishy, please report it. Uh, it's happening to a lot of psychic people um, right now. And yeah, it happened to me. And some people did message me that they thought that it was me offering a reading and they gave the person money. And um, it's really unfortunate. Also, I'm not a psychic. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I would, I'm, I'm not going to charge you guys for a psychic reading. Uh, maybe one day, but we're not quite there yet. But I do appreciate people being like, oh, I like Roz, I'll support Roz. Um, but that was, that was not me. Um, anyway, it's real sad. Really, really some fucked up shit. Hey, let's, let's read a story. I went to our Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz Dresvelez. How did I come up with that name? And uh, this one right here comes from Elena. And Elena writes, I never really thought I had a, quote, good ghost story. Just two weird experiences. But when I was recently talking to my mom about her stories, I knew you spooky friends would appreciate them. For background info, I'm from the prairies of Canada, Saskatchewan, to be more specific if you're feeling confident in your pronunciation. Wait, Saskatchewan. I think I said it right. I think you know what I mean. And my experiences were just uh, feeling like someone was watching me and right behind me when there was nobody actually there at separate times and locations. Ooh, we actually kind of talk about this with Katrina later uh, in the episode. Nothing too spooky there, but my mom has apparently been living the ghost life, though. Here are just two of her stories. My mom grew up on a farm in the middle of the prairies, which is already primed for creepiness. And one day, when she was little, she was upstairs in their house, sitting on her bed, and she sees a man with a football helmet on, crawling up the stairs to her room, like the grudge style but coming up instead of going down. She obviously freaked out, and the man disappeared. What? Then another more recent time, at a different farmhouse, she had fallen asleep on the couch and woke up in the middle of the night feeling creeped out like something was watching her. She looked around and thought she saw something in the corner that looked like something black crouched there but thought it was just a weird shadow. She ignored it and started to try to get back to sleep, and then her dog started growling at the same corner she, she saw the shadow in. She ran upstairs and thankfully didn't see it again, but didn't get much sleep that night. Oh, my God. What is that? And if those are, like, one-time occurrences in those locations or something. That's stuff that I've been really fascinated by recently. It's just like if a house isn't haunted, 
but like this kind of stuff just happens sometimes. That's what, oh, that's the scariest part of all this stuff. Uh, it used to be that like if you're in a place where someone died, then it's a haunted house. I talk about this with Katrina also, but nowadays it's, and I, when I say nowadays, I mean in terms of my learning of this stuff. Now I'm learning constantly that they're just there's just ghosts and there's just entities and a man in a football helmet crawling up your stairs. It can happen at any time. So look out for that. Thank you, Elena, for sending that. It also reminded me, I was talking to my parents recently, and I do apologize. I'm getting really confused lately because I've been doing this 40-minute podcast every week on my Patreon, patreon.com slash rosdresvelez. Um, this uh, lengthy commercial-free episode that I keep doing every week is confusing me because I'm like, have I talked about this there or was it here? Or third option, was it just in my everyday life where I never stopped talking about ghosts? But um, just like simply put, my parents just told me like this crazy ghost story that happened to them recently. And so I was just having this thought. I haven't talked to them about that, about this yet, but you know, might as well just share it on a podcast rather than talking to my parents themselves. Um, I was thinking about maybe I should just invite my parents on this podcast. I think it would be interesting. I don't know if they would even be down to do it. They're kind of shy people, but um, I think it would be fun. So I might do that. Uh, I did do an episode last week on Patreon, my second tier, about uh, the, the poltergeist that Katrina was talking about, which is a very interesting story and also kind of a short-lived, not-your-typical-haunted-house just episode of weird stuff happening in this house. And it really, it got me thinking about poltergeist and it got me thinking about maybe when I was a kid and I was having like kind of weird stuff happen around the house that I always blamed on my grandma's spirit. Maybe it was me. Maybe I was the poltergeist. I need to talk to my parents about that too. But, um, that poltergeist, it's real interesting. It's called the seafood, po- or the, <laughs> the seaford poltergeist, not the seafood poltergeist. There was not crab legs f- flying around the air. Um, the seaford, seaford poltergeist. Uh, real interesting story there. Okay, I think I've said about all I need to say for now. So let's hand it on over to my conversation with Katrina. I believe we are picking up um, from our last week's conversation. We're talking about people making a deal with the devil and all that kind of stuff. There'll be EVPs. There'll be stories. It's great. Here we go. Me and Katrina Weidman on with the show. Wait, what? Do you know of that ever working for people? Packed with the devil? Yeah. I mean, do people really do that? Yeah. I, I don't know enough about this. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. People actually do it. And so, you know, then it comes down into a couple categories. There's there's people that kind of do it. Like, you know, as kids, you're like, whatever, we're going to make pa-. Like, you know, you do like, you know, like I think when you and I were growing up, it was like Wicca was all the rage for everyone. And, mm. you know, I know like me and my peers, we didn't understand it's actually a religion. It just was like a cool thing that was happening at that time. And so everyone was right. like dabbling in it. Um, but 
then, you know, so there's some people that just like, are kind of like, oh, this is fun and a novelty. Um, and then there's the people who are actually into it, who do, you know, certain practices or rituals. And I don't necessarily know that that's always a pact with the devil, but you know, there are like earth based religions who do rituals. So I, I'm not trying to lump those re- rituals in with somebody who makes a pact with the devil that's separate. Um, mm-hmm. but as far as making a pact with the devil, there are people who they think it will work. And so they try it, they do it without knowing what they're doing. Um, and then there are people like occult groups who work more with negative, you know, who work more on the negative side of things. Um, so I mean, we've certainly seen things like we've met people who claim to do that. There was actually, uh, one of the things that I can't remember if this was kept in the episode, but these episodes are on discovery plus. So people can go back and watch it when they're checking out portals to hell. Um, and, uh, but it was for a paranormal lockdown and the Monroe house in, uh, Monroe, Illinois, um, uh, or Indiana it might be Indiana. Sorry. It's the eyes are crossing for me right now. Um, I'm looking it up. Yeah. I can't think. I think it's Indiana. You Hartford city, Indiana. Yes. Thank you. Hartford city. Um, so one of the things when we were looking into the past of that location, we had someone reach out to us who chose to be anonymous. So that interview never ended up on camera. So they don't, they don't want to be identified because of the things that they were involved in, like in the nineties. And the thing was, again, this is the nineties where I feel like it was kind of everywhere, right? Like as kids, we were dabbling in things that we had no idea what we were doing. And, you know, but I also feel like over, over the years I've been doing this, I've met a lot of adults who seem to have dabbled in darker rituals during that time period when I I don't know if they thought it was fun at first. Well, the whole satanic panic thing of like the eighties into nineties, it's like the ultimate, um, rebellion, especially if you're, if you come from like a Christian household or whatever. And so, yeah, I think a lot of people were dabbling. I think a lot of it was totally benign. It's like, no, I just like heavy metal. It doesn't mean I'm (laughs) doing this, whatever dark magic or whatever. But, um, Yeah. yeah, I do think that people probably, at that time were like, you know, it really pissed my parents off. <laughs> I got a devil in here. I know the equivalent now is becoming a paranormal investigator. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just know. I just remember like I was at college and I'm like, Hey mom and dad, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. They're like, wait, <laughs> but, um, no. So we, there was somebody who, you know, came forward and told us in the nineties, they used to hold, uh, certain rituals there. And it was, they were of a negative nature. They were purposely trying to conjure things that were negative and that allegedly it worked. Um, and they didn't want to come forward because I think it was, they didn't want to be like the one who outed everybody, but it was also, there were a lot of things that happened after that. And they didn't want to invite that back into their lives. And as far as more information, that was as much as we got. It was very like, uh, I don't want to say a nervous interview, but very like unsure of how much to tell us. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would be scary, especially if there's like a group of people that are like into that, that are like, don't, don't tell everyone our secret. Yeah. Or because it's like, yeah, I've had a lot of friends that come to town or move to town and I'm like, you can come stay with me. Sure. Yeah. In my mind for like the night. And then like a month later, I'm like, hey, you still here? Like, I feel like that's maybe what these demon conjurer people are thinking. They're like, yeah, this will be fun for tonight. This will be our weekend entertainment. We'll get a demon in here. And then the demon's like, no, this is my house now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's invitation. Have you encountered anyone that has been possessed in your opinion? There's, yeah, there's been a few where it just, I don't know. I mean, we had them evaluated by psychologists and things and we looked at their, I mean, we worked with their doctors and there was no explanation for behavior or, uh, things that happened that all of us witnessed, you know, it seemed to coincide. And so these people, they, they did have real world issues. There were things going on in their lives. And one of the things that Lorraine always talked about was that's what these negative forces want. They're not going to pick somebody where it's so easy to tell that something's different. You know, they're going to, they're going to pick the easiest targets because it's so easy to brush off somebody mm-hmm. who already has issues. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just going to label them as crazy. Right. So, um, there's two that stick out into my mind as not only their behavior, but us working with psychologists on the cases and us also having experiences that, um, seem to be supernatural in nature you know, looking at all of that collectively, I would lean towards there is something to it. Any, anybody like float or anything like that? No, I haven't seen that. Unfortunately, I love to, but, um, I mean, definitely have worked with a lot of people that have seen something like that. God, I know. Can I play you some EVPs? Yes. I love okay. to. It's time for EVPs. Or Evie, please. Okay, you've done this before. So what I do is I go to YouTube. I look for EVPs from people that throw them up there. I'm always trying to find the best ones that I can, um, in my opinion. But we got a professional on the show today. Um I'm I'm always like whenever I have like a pro on and I do this I'm like I don't want to I don't want to like I'm not making fun of these people or anything that find right. these EVPs it's just right. what are you here you know right. that's the thing with yeah. EVPs it's always like well that's what you heard is that what they said I don't know um that's part of the fun so okay this first one is from North Coast Paranormal on YouTube and it's at Hillview Manor. Oh. Yeah, I tried to pick places that you went to this season. Um, Okay. What is this saying? Okay, this is going to be hard to do because we're over Zoom. I'm just going to... We're going to try it this way. Okay, let's see.
One more time. I, I heard something. I think I'm hearing what they're talking about. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna play it again. It's a bum 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 that thing. Is that what they're talking about? No, it's like a wait, let me give you some options. Okay. Okay. Is it A? I have long hair. B. I don't work here. C. Why are you out there? Or D, I'm a bad ghost. <laughs> okay. One of those. Okay, one more time. I think it's the I don't work here. That's what I hear. Now, I've been doing this. I've had over, well over 100. I don't know how many times I've done this, but um, episodes. But I feel like I've heard this one before. And I feel like. This is like the hard part where I'm always like, did I do this on the podcast or was this just me spending <laughs> hours on YouTube listening to this? <laughs> to me, it sounds like I don't work here. But um, they're, what they believe is, why are you out there? Mm, okay. Uh, wait, let me just play it one more time. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. I was between B and C when yeah. you gave me the choices. I'm like, it's one of those. Um, I just think it's a ghost that's like, Okay, I don't work here. Like, <laughs> it's like when you're in Target with like a red pl- polo on um, just by accident. Um, okay, and then this next one. This is from I am Brandon. And that I'm assuming it's his name's Brandon. Uh, this is at a black, uh, the blacksmith shop at Fort Mifflin. Okay which is a place you went to. Um, it is. Wait, tell me about Fort Mifflin. Ooh, Fort Mifflin is amazing. Well, first off, okay. it's a Philly location, so I had to take Jack. And Jack and I are both, like, total history nerds. So I was like, I have to take you to Fort Mifflin Sunday, and then it finally happened. Um, but Fort Mifflin is amazing. It's right. The, the only thing that sucks is it's literally right next to the airport. So you get a lot of noise mm-hmm. interference, but, um, I mean, it was a fort used in multiple wars, not just one. They claim to have several ghosts. Um, we got exclusive access to investigate the hospital, which, um, they do investigate from time to time. It's never been on television. Um, and I don't think they've ever had, I don't know that they've ever really had a proper investigation there. From my understanding, they just sort of like, let people go in and sleep if they need to stay overnight. And I think like people kind of do things in there, you know, like, uh, wait, wait, wait. why would people go in there to sleep? I, if they have like an overnight, like their staff members, if they're there. Oh, I didn't to... realize that this was like actively like open and in business. Oh yeah. Fort Midland's amazing. You can go there. They usually, they usually have like schools come through. They have a big paranormal conference every September. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing place. Did you go to the blacksmith shop? Because I am mm-hmm. Brandon did. Yes. Let's see what this EVP is saying. Okay. okay. It's like a real deep whisper. Mm, I can't. can't make it. This is hard to I, I Yeah. Okay. 
Here's some options. I want you. B. Uh huh, sure. C. I'll haunt you. Or D. Uh, achoo. It's like doing like a real dramatic sneeze. I think it's A or C. Either I want you or I'll haunt you. Okay, we've narrowed it down. Two <laughs> answers remain. Two contestants <laughs> are left. Which one is it? Let me play it again. Okay. I'm leaning towards I'll haunt you, but go ahead. No, it could be either of them. I could hear either of them. I'm going to really? go with C. I'm going to see. I want you. I'll haunt you. I'll haunt you. Then I'll go with A. I want you. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I want you and I'll haunt you are basically like the same. Like, they sound so similar. Yeah. But um, they believe it says I want you, um, mm. which I hear. I hear I want you or I'll haunt you. Here, I'll play it again. Yeah. Or I hear uh, uh, <laughs> Um. Okay. Well, Katrina... Oh, wait, let's do one more thing. Okay. I, um, or do you have to go? No, no, I'm good. Okay. okay. Uh, I will just give you some paranormal phenomena and Ooh. tell me if a story comes up or a thought or a theory or anything you got for me. Okay. Okay. So one of, one of the topics that keeps coming up on the show and I am really fascinated by it is the idea of agrigores. How do you feel about that? Or do you have experience with it? I don't know that I do. Okay. I don't know that I know what that word means. <laughs> oh, really? It's like um, the idea of, um, like, I keep thinking of it in terms of, like, uh, urban legends, like, everyone says that there's this kind of this type of ghost that's always in this place, but there's no record of it. And, it, and oh. since so many people have been talking about it for so many years, it's like, has it been conjured up somehow? Yeah. So like a thought form, thought form, another word. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was, I mean, there's, that comes up in conversation a lot on investigations because um, well, especially in places where it's like, we'll never know the full history. We'll never know every single person that went through a mental health facility, especially if it's an older one that was starting in like the 1800s, because their record, they didn't keep records like that because right. it wasn't, it wasn't like important at that time. Um, and, uh, and also one of the things you run into is that if they did keep records, they've usually been lost or destroyed by now. Or you know? like some of those shady facilities they might be like, oh, the person died of natural causes. And it's yes. like, did they or were you doing some shit to them? Right, exactly. So it's, you know, uh, we talk about thought forms for that reason a lot. And also, again, when we're talking about haunts, right, that show up around October yeah. because people are interacting these or, you know, uh, acting out these scenes. And we're like, could that conjure up some sort of in, or make an imprint somehow? That, you know, years from now, somebody will interpret as a ghost. Um, so it it is a thought in the paranormal field. And it is something that I think a lot of us believe has some merit to it. Yeah. What about um, sleep paralysis in terms of it being demonic visions or visits? 
that whole yeah. thing. No, sleep paralysis, if it really is sleep paralysis, it's a medical thing that happens to a lot of people. Some people frequently, I've had it happen before. Um, I had it happen uh, 2009, I want to say. And I was living with my castmates of Paranormal State at the time. And um, it was very vivid. I couldn't move my body, but I was like coming to. And I saw this really tall figure in the doorway, like staring down at me. And I started screaming for one of my roommates. And they came in and they were like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, that's the toy. And then at that point I could move my body and it felt so real, but because I knew about sleep paralysis, I was able to kind of like understand what was happening to me after the fact. Um, and it was also when I was going through it, the door to my bedroom was open and that's where the figure was standing. But when my roommate came in, they had to open the door. So at that point I knew it wasn't real. Um, but there are a lot of people, yes, yeah, sleep paralysis is just something that happens. And it usually happens when we're going through a, a lot of stress is, I think, like the number one reason that they put to it. So then do you believe that what you were having was a dream? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, what happens basically is your body or I'm sorry, your mind starts to wake up before your body does. So you're still in like this weird uh, state of consciousness where you're in like this halfway between worlds kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, now that being said, there are people I've met who they are having something happen that seems like sleep paralysis, but we don't see any evidence that it actually is sleep paralysis because it's coinciding with um, maybe experiences that someone else is also in the house is also experiencing. So for example, if a husband is having it happen. His wife is experiencing the same thing he is, even though she's fully awake. You know yeah, what I mean? So, or like a dog. Yeah. I feel like I often hear like a dog barking at the thing or whatever. Like, um, what yeah, is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. The animals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they have a different field of vision than us. You know, they also have a different uh their hearing is amazing, you know, as far as um the amount of uh frequencies they can they can pick up. Um so we're very like, we're very narrow, I guess, as humans, as far as, you know, the spectrums that we can see in here. Mm -hmm. What about, um, astral projection? Yeah, I do believe that. Um, I, I've met a lot of people that I think are very credible who believe that they can, um, <sighs> I don't know if it's physically that they're going there in some way, or if it's more like a re a remote viewing type of thing for them. But um, I'll, I'll tell you, Michelle Bellinger, who we've had on portals many times and you guys will see her on uh, season three, a few times. Yeah. She's um, been on here yes. a few times and we love she's her. Amazing. She's amazing. And um, I was working with her over the summer where we had her do remote viewing. So she's not astral projecting, but she is, like going into like kind of like a form of that where you're taking your consciousness and putting it somewhere else. And she drew, she was drawing furniture that was in the building with me. Oh my God. It's like looking into a crystal ball, you know, like in a yes. movie or something like, oh my God. 
so weird. And, um, I mean, and it wasn't like, here's a couch. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's a couch. Like it was very, (laughs) very specific because I was in a bed and breakfast that had, um, a lot of antique furniture and, you know, like I'm sitting on an antique couch. It's like so detailed and like, Uh you know, um, so she was drawing these details of this antique furniture that was so, you know, so specific. And it was like, she hadn't, I don't tell her where I am. I don't let her see where I am. Like, you know, um, so although that's not astral projection as defined, it is remote viewing, which is kind of like the same branch. It's like a little offshoot. Right. Whoa. Was she drawing it as she was seeing it or like, did she see it and then draw it later? remember I think she does both because we also had her do another location and um she drew the outside of it like perfectly like where we were and it was a place that had a lot of outbuildings and she's like okay there's a building here a building there and then there's like tall weeds and they like go over a hill and here's the drawing I made and um so she'll even do that for portals a lot of times she'll start getting these images as she's driving like she's not driving because she's blindfolded but as somebody from our team is driving her she'll ask for like a pen and paper and she'll start drawing the images that she gets. And there was one portals episode. Um, I think it was our season two opener, the Paulding jail, the old Paulding jail in Ohio. And she started getting this imagery and she drew the guy that everyone thinks haunts that place. And what's weird is it's so (laughs) Jack and I, because we found bones in one of the cells that had been stoned and walled off. We had this bone sent out because we're not bone experts. And what's really interesting is even if you are a bone expert, old bones are really, really hard to decipher if they're animal or human, even for experts, you know? So we had them sent out, but we were like, you know, we have to tell the police just in case it is human. Like we have to report this. And Jack has a police background. So, um, you know, we walked over there and we met with one of the officers and he was so nice to us. And he was like, well, what are you guys doing in town? Like, what are you doing? And we're like, well, you know, this might sound a little strange, but we're like looking for ghosts. Looking for portals (laughs) to hell. (laughs) And he's just like, at the old jail? We're like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I've seen him. We're like, what? And he's just like, no, I saw him. He's like, because all the police officers used to be at that jail not too long ago before they built the new facility. And so when he was first starting out, he said he was walking down one of the stairs and he saw like the resident ghost that everyone talks about. That is the one that Michelle drew. And he's like, saw him as plain as day. And so going back to your other question where there's like patterns, this is somebody, I mean, he's the police officer. He's not out there talking about a story to like, especially Michelle would never know, you know Mm. what I mean? And here she is drawing the ghosts that so many people have talked about and seen over the years. Oh my God. Yeah. Does she, so is she doing investigations on this season, like blindfolded as well as she's, she, Oh, my favorite. Yeah. Me too. She prefers to work that way too, because so as a psychic, and this is something, I think this is a big misunderstanding with how psychic works. People are always like, if you're psychic, why can't you win the lottery? And it's like, well, that's not like how it works really. <laughs> but like, you know, so what happens is they get these imageries or these, or I'm sorry, these images or these words, and it's up for them to interpret. But what happens, because again, we're all coming into this world with our own filters 
from childhood, from life experiences, from education, um, you know, they have to, psychics have to break through their own filters, their own biases, their um, own perceptions of things, and still interpret what they're getting. So it takes somebody who's done a lot of work, um, especially when it comes to location reading, to be able to know, hey, when I get the image for that, that's what I've seen that it means. Mm-hmm. You know, it's again, looking for patterns. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to psychics, are there like red flags for you in terms of people that you won't work with or? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, definitely you want to, it's funny because there are people, unfortunately, that take advantage of others and, um, they are out there and it sucks because they give the rest of the legitimate ones such a bad name, you know? Um, but I would say if you're looking for a psychic, you know, beware of how they operate. So for example, are they cold reading? Are they just giving those generalized statements? Are you filling in the gaps? That's the biggest things I I tell people not to do. I'm like, all you need to say is yes, no, or maybe, Mm. or I don't know. I don't know. Cause a a lot of times a psychic will say, does that make sense to you? Say, I don't know. Or maybe, Mm. yeah, no, eh. You can like, you can leave it like that. You don't have to fill in the blanks. They're, they're there to do a service for you. And so sometimes after I've worked with a psychic for a long time, like say Michelle or Cindy, um, or Chip or anybody like that, you know, we'll, we'll go in and we'll, we'll do their cold read where it's, and it's not a cold read where they're like fishing for things. It's a cold read where, I mean, they literally don't know where they are. They don't know what's happening. You know, Jack and I, especially Sarah Lemos and Cindy always, always get nervous with me and Jack because like Jack and I are very like, we're giving you nothing. Yeah. There's no expression on us. We're like, all right. And they're like, uh, and it's so awkward because it's not how humans interact, (laughs) but it's like, we don't want to, we don't want to lead them any which way, you know? Um, so, uh, they'll do their thing. And then at the end, we'll ask very specific questions. And then we'll fill them in. And sometimes that helps them understand their interpretations better, Mm. you know, because they're like, oh, that makes sense. That's why I was seeing this, or that's why I was hearing this. I didn't understand it before. And then they're able to be like, well, now that I know this, I think it's A, B, and C instead of what I said earlier. I like that way. I like, let's gather the things that come into your brain or into your psychic abilities, and then we'll put the pieces together later. But first, give us give us what you got, what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. Mm. Um, okay, wait, I want to ask you more uh, okay. things. What do you think about time travel? Oh, man. I, like, do we have it happening right now? Well, I don't know. Like, there's definitely, like, weird sides of the paranormal where there's things that are, like, is this an idea of time travel or portals or, you know, like, I don't know. There's just a different dimension. Did something, you know, all of that kind of talk. Do you, um, is that part of your research or, or your findings? Yeah, I think we've definitely, I mean, we talk about it a lot, especially me and Jack, Jack and I always get into these like weird, heady conversations about that kind of stuff. Um, And I mean, definitely, I think there's 
as far as uh, physics go, there's there is some support for you know multi dimensions um, or the multiverse, you know, depending on which physicist you're talking to. But um, I I don't think we can rule anything out, like because again, like I know that these things happen to people. Mm-hmm. So like, which, which one is really more crazy that there's something left of us after we die or that there's another dimension. I mean, I kind of, what is it? Six and one half dozen and the other yeah. at that point. And it is interesting with the paranormal. It's like, we kind of for so long now have this idea like that, you know, the basic idea is you die and then your ghost is stuck in a place and that's that. And it seems like there's, there, there's more to it, but like you, you feel more crazy the more you get into entertaining other ideas. Um, but there's just some things that really can't be explained unless you start going into those weird corners of your mind. Yeah. I and think. what's to say that when we do die, you know, the next part isn't just another dimension. I don't know. You know, maybe it is. Yeah. yeah. What do you, where are you at with cryptids and all of that? Oh yeah. Cryptids are interesting. So like a Jersey devil, Mothman, um, Bigfoot. Um, I think there's a thought that if there were other species, we would know by now, right. If there were other types of animals, we, we would know. However, historically, that's kind of not been true really, you know? So, I mean, and I'm talking like old, old, old tiny type of things, but, um, I think it's interesting because I mean, I, an example, look at dinosaurs, like how strange is it that there were dinosaurs that used to walk the earth? You know, it's, it's just very bizarre that that, that existed. Um, so could something else exist? I don't, probability maybe no but i still think there's a lot of credible people that have seen things that don't really add up so are they but then this goes into your other dimension stuff you were talking about so for example you go to uh skinwalker ranch mm. and in the uena basin you'll meet a lot of people that have had very strange experiences with different uh animals, figures, things like that, that are very real to them. And so is that another species that we don't know about? Or is that, you know, some sort of dimensional thing going on? Um, I don't know, but I, I will say like Mothman, Mothman's a really interesting case because so many people witnessed that thing. So many people witnessed it. Yeah. And a lot of activity that's not just like, not consistent of just a regular old animal that we've never seen before. Um, Yeah. But I, uh, I really, at this point, because I've always kind of been like, Bigfoot, where you at girl? (laughs) But I really, I do think for me, it could either be the truth of the thought form People have created these things somehow um, or um, that they're ghosts or something like a ghost. And that's why you can't catch them. But people still see them sometimes. 
Yeah. I have a friend who, um, that's, that's his theory too, where he's like, Bigfoot's a ghost. It seems that's like what it. it is. Yeah. So I don't think anything's out of, yeah. Again, I go back to don't rule anything out until we know for sure. Yeah. Is there anything, you know, for sure paranormally? <laughs> no, that's the trick. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's nothing I know for sure. But is there anything that you're like, I'm pretty sure. It exists or it doesn't exist. Well, that you're just like, I think I know. Like, you know, it, with you study the stuff for so many years and then you see these patterns. Is there mm-hmm. anything where you're like, every time I've seen this, it's consistent with this. And so I'm pretty sure I know that that's what makes that that thing. Do you um, know what I, mean? <laughs> I do. Yeah, no, I feel what you're saying. Um, I think as far as activity. I don't, it's more of a subjective feeling. Okay. Say that. So there are, and I think I've used this analogy with you before. Um, when you meet someone who's really negative as a person, right? Think back to the first time you ever had that encounter with that person. Like the first time in your life you've ever met somebody with that type of personality. There was probably something in you where you knew something was off, but you didn't have life experience in it yet. So you were like, eh, it's probably in my head, right? Everything's fine. They're cool. Come to pass. They're like a terrible person, <laughs> right? And you're, and you're like, oh, that's what's going on with that person. Okay. So then the next time you meet somebody, same personality, you're like, ah, I know this. I've been here before. I'm going to be very cautious with this person. And then the next time you meet somebody that has the same thing, you might not give them the time of day at that point because you've been down that road a few times. So that's subjective, right? There's really nothing, you might not have any concrete evidence to say that that person's going to be, person B is going to be like person A, but you know, subjectively, there's something there that's not adding up. There's something that's a red flag. I look at the feelings that we get in the supernatural field the same way. Because you do things repetitively for so long, you pick up on those patterns. And I can't, I can't put that feeling on a camera. I can't put it on a recorder, but I feel it 100%. So it's like, I'll go into certain places and I'm like, oh, I know the feeling here because I've done this before. And I'll say it, like, for example, if I'm working with Jack, I'll be like, I did a case like this 10 years ago. I know this feeling. This is what happened in there. And, um, I would say more than half the time it follows similar patterns from a case I did before, you know? So I know some of the paranormal shows get criticism for like, you guys are just talking about your feelings, but it's like, that's part of investigating, right? Because again, we're trying to figure this out. So it's important to talk about what you're feeling because also when you live in a haunted house, FYI, that's a lot of what people tell you. I felt like something was wrong. I felt like somebody was looking at me. I felt anxious. And, you know, so yeah, yeah. We talk about our feelings mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's <Yeah>. healthy. <laughs> no, I think that's a great, I, I like that analogy because you know, that's where I'm, I'm always talking about my intuition and how I'm afraid yes. that I'm just being judgmental as opposed to, um, actually feeling vibes off of someone or whatever. But yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or like going to a party and being like, I was at a party like this one time and it did not end well. I should just leave. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's instinct, you know? And I, uh, when was, I think it was this year or late last year, somebody tweeted me and I cannot find the tweet to save my life, but they said, we were, I was talking about something supernatural and they were like, you know, humans are the only animals that ignore their instincts. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's so true. We're well, taught, we're totally life, taught to ignore it. We're not like put at risk constantly the way that like animals are. Um, yeah. And so we're just like, who cares if I don't listen to my instincts? <laughs> I'm still fine. No one's going to eat me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that is so true. Yeah. Oh, we could learn a lot from the animals. <laughs> well, Katrina, I guess that's yes. it. Cool. Well, thank you for having me again. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell everybody about the new season, where to get it, where to watch it, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So this is good. So season three of Portals to Hell airs on April 9th on Travel Channel. But you can also stream it the same day on Discovery Plus. And there are 13 brand spanking new episodes coming. So 13 amazing locations. And um, we're very excited. So I hope you guys can check it out and enjoy what we do. And there every week is a new episode? Yeah, every week. So 13 weeks of cool, creepy places. Oh my God, amazing. And, yeah. and also people should go back and watch the past seasons if they haven't seen it um, because you guys are so, I, I just love what you guys do. And I feel, thank you You know, we've had like, you know, Jack has been on the show. Um, Michelle has been on the show. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else from your show that has been on this podcast, but, um, but I've been singing the praises of this TV show since the beginning. And you so have, I hope people check it out. Cause I really like it. Um, and are there other psychics that are making appearances? Oh, yeah. Season? So we have Michelle Belanger, Cindy Keza, yes. uh, Chip Coffee. Chip is on. Chip, um, who I have known for many, many years. We used to call yeah. him Uncle Chip or Unky Chip. Um, dear friends. Uh, he has portals to hell yet. I don't think. No, we tried. No, we tried to get him for the Buffalo episode we did because he had been there before and um, he couldn't make, I think he had a a last minute change in his schedule, I think is what happened. So we finally got him out. So very excited about that. Um, Sarah Lemos uh, comes out. There is another one that I don't know that I can name them yet because it's a really big deal. It's a really big deal that they came. You have like a celebrity psychic of some sort? I, I I don't know. Oh I don't my know. God. I, I don't think I can say anything yet, but it's, uh, it's me guys. I'm psychic <laughs> this whole time. Yeah. So I just think people are going to want to tune in and see this reading. Cause it was pretty amazing. When, at what episode or when do we know? Uh, or we just, have to, just keep watching. Ooh. Just keep watching. Yeah. Just, just keep, keep watching. Just watch every week and then you'll see what we're talking about. I'm like the worst person to ask for like, when is that one coming? I'm like, ah, right. No, know. I get that. <laughs> I totally in the next that. 13 weeks though yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay well i guess that's it oh and people should follow you and and all that um <laughs> <laughs> not just the tv show because um what's your what is your instagram just katrina weidman katrina right? weidman and it's weid man it's how you spell my last name 
Um, and I, that's my thing for everything. So for Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, if I ever do a TikTok, it'll be my and maybe a podcast thing. at some time. Oh some yeah. Soon. Maybe it, Katrina Wyden podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Katrina Wideman. That will conclude this time's conversation with Katrina. Go back and listen to the other times that she's been on the show. And of course, go watch Portals to Hell, Discovery Plus, three seasons now. Great show. I highly endorse it. Okay. I want to do a listener episode soon. God, it's been a minute. I need to... I need to check in with my listeners. So send me a ghost story. Send me all of your ghost stories, alien stories, whatever kind of story. Oh, we had a black eyed children's story recently. Uh, send those to ghostedbyraws at gmail.com. Subject line, listener episode. Just bullet points. Just give me kind of the gist of what your stories are about. I've got some good interviews scheduled right now. Haven't recorded them yet, but good guests. I've got, I have, this might even be like, well, Definitely one of the first times having on a rock star. I don't know if this person would call themselves that, but somebody from an iconic rock band is going to be coming on soon. Um, So make sure you're subscribed. Please tell your friends, tweet about the show, all that stuff. It all helps me. Patreon.com slash Ross Dresville. That's a great way to help me out. Support the show. If you are into me not being spooky, you can follow me on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. It is the only Instagram that I have. Or I'm on Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. Also TikTok, It's Roz Hernandez. Please like the show wherever you can. Give it five stars. You could leave a ghost story in a five-star review. Or the Facebook group Ghosted by Roz Dresvelez. I love you all both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! A podcast network.